How much time do you want for your progress? progress. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Clatter Chatter on Things That Matter, the podcast that is intellectually engaging, theologically reflecting, encouraging sociologically, imagining ways in which we can live. Thank you for spending this short amount of time with us. We promise you that you will not regret a moment of it. Shout out to Trevor Smith and V.J. Herbert for commissioning this fantastic music to get our minds going on things eternal, positive, and fulfilling life's purposes. All right, all right. Today is Friday, December the 17th, 2021. Um, there's so much that I want to uh, talk about today. Go ahead and greet us, Dr. Hayes. I heard you sling, singing a little bit. Music sounded good, didn't it? Go ahead and greet us. <laughs> yeah, today. it did. I love that music. Greetings and good morning and afternoon. Oh. I, I know. It is just, it is just beautiful, just beautiful. Um, so I don't know where to start, but I think I want to start with this because I want to start and end with this story um, because I think we also need to mention um, about the Lafayette uh, City Court Judge Michelle Odinet, who who uh, said some racial things. She called, used the N-word and referred to uh, this black man as a roach, but I don't want to just lean in on that because this is um, how many days? Eight days to Christmas. We are in the in the week of joy, looking towards love on this fourth Sunday of Advent. But here's a story that I want, and, and we had some major tornadoes that happened since last we met. But this story right here, uh, this family is featured in. Um, People Magazine. Just just listen to this story. This is from mm-hmm. the CBS Newswire. Uh, WREG uh, in Memphis, Tennessee is carrying the story from my hometown area, uh, the city of Carothersville in the Missouri Boot Hill, about 17 miles um, uh, east of my hometown, Kennett, Missouri. Listen to this story, Dr. Hayes. Mm. Wendy, thank you. More now on Friday night's deadly tornado outbreak. Labonner Children's Hospital in Memphis is treating a seven-year-old Missouri girl who was injured in one of the tornadoes. Quincy Wilborn joins us now live from the hospital with how she is doing. Yes, seven-year-old Ava Rackley suffered a broken back. She and her family are from the Missouri Boot Hill and took a direct hit from a tornado. Ava huddled in the bathtub with her two sisters, three-year-old Lonnie and nine-year-old Aniston. Sadly, Aniston did not survive. Their mother, Megan, sent this photo to the girl's aunt seconds before the tornado hit. And they had determined that this interior bathroom with no windows would be their safe place. And I, I know that my text from 723 that night said, 
it's 15 minutes away. And she texted back and said, we're in the bathroom. Her dad told me that when the actual tornado hit, that Lonnie had crawled up in his arms and he had laid down on the bathroom floor on top of her. And Megan was on the girls. She remembers being flying inside the tornado. And she told the doctors and nurses at Le Bonner when they asked, did she know what happened to her? She said, yes, I was flying around in the tornado and I prayed to Jesus to take care of me. And he spit me out and the tornado spit me out into the mud. Wow, just heartbreaking. The aunt says Aniston, the nine-year-old who died, was into cheerleading and loved everyone. She says the mother, Megan, suffered broken bones, a deep cut, and a brain injury. The father, Trey, and the youngest girl, three-year-old Lonnie, were treated at a hospital and released and asked for Ava, the, 17, the seven-year-old, excuse me, was hospitalized here at La Bonner and is scheduled to undergo surgery tomorrow. Reporting live in the Medical District, Kwametra Wilborn, WREG, Channel 3. Dr. Hayes, mm-hmm. I don't know who would have the presence of mind to pray in the midst of such um, calamity, but a seven-year-old named Ava Rackley said that she prayed to God, picked up by the tornado, and God placed her in the mud. I well, if you train up a child, you know, if you teach a child early, they they pick it up. If you feel like you're in trouble or you're scared, pray to Jesus, and He'll take care of you. I mean, that's that's a simple faith, but it's one that many parents are still in their children because you don't ever know. When they leave home, what's going to happen to them? And so I'm sure she was, she had been taught to do that. And in that, in that tragic moment, she had nothing else to hold on to, uh, but the prayer. I think it's wonderful. There are many kids that don't have that. I, I, I absolutely agree. And I, uh, I want to lean in on such hyperbole around. Uh, the arguments that they took prayer out of school. Um, They never took it at your house. (laughs) And so here's a story that gives me chills. Um, Now she has to be the big sister. That's the article that's in the people in people magazine. Ava is now the big sister because her sister, Aniston, who um, had a rare liver disease and was awaiting a liver transplant, and but her disease was in remission. But somehow, God's salvation, soteriology, God's salvation, the study of salvation, somehow, the pneuma, the Holy Spirit, offered healing to Aniston. She don't have to study war no more. She don't have to worry about a liver transplant because she's going to be forever young, living in eternity. God bless her. God bless her memories. God strengthen her family. They have a supernatural testimony in the living of Ava. 
She will never forget it because what we know, seven years is long enough to have memory fully developed. Seven years is what my dad prayed for when his youngest grandson, Chauncey, was born. He said, I just want to live long enough till he's seven so that he can remember me. Well, God granted seven plus a few more, seven years plus seven more plus a few more months. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chauncey was 15 years old when my dad transitioned. So he has a great memory. So I'm, I'm saying that this is something um, powerful, that this little girl will never forget being swept up in a whirlwind. If we were Old Testament living, we would we would say she was she was taken away like Elijah, yeah. <laughs> never to be seen again. I mean, Doctor Hayes, somebody need to write about this. Maybe I need to preach about. It. I don't know, but I, I, I am marveling. Well, she has a lifetime testimony. Oh that's my for sure. God, she does, and uh, it'll carry her throughout her life. I, I think that that's the way God moves in the lives of people that God can can really use in a mighty way. And I'm sure Ava, and I, I know you're the scholar, so tell me the origin of that name, Ava, Eva. <laughs> I, I, I see where you're going. Ave Maria. <laughs> what is the etymology of Ava? What is that etymology that would give us the significance of her life? It means bird. Avis. Guess what? Dr. Hayes, you sitting down. <laughs> I'm sitting down. No, you ain't. It's, it's a variation of Eve. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. A That's what I thought. A variation of Eve. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and, it's, yes. and it's short for Shaba, life or living one. That's the Hebrew form of Eve. Yes. Hallelujah. Come on now, yes. let's preach. And it was popularized. Life giving one. Life. Yes. Life giving one, the bird. Yes, yes she's got a yes. song to sing. Come on, <laughs> Ave Maria, Ava, Eve. Come on, we're not gonna demonize Eve. Now you done woke up a whole lot of stuff here. Yeah. Yes, 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 Eve. Eve is the giver of life. And um Names mean so, something. Names mean so something. I, names do mean something. Mm. And uh in a lot of cases, uh, they do project uh, the impetus for that life. I know when I did the etymology on my name, Brenda, mm-hmm. and I, I realized that it meant enthusiastic, which means full of God. I, I, stepped, I stepped into my name and I embraced it. Uh, and I have this plaque hanging on my wall right now that a friend of mine, it's a, it's a needlepoint friend of mine did. It says, Brenda enthusiastic. Oh, uh, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto man. Colossians 3.23. I mean, these things make a difference when children realize that God has been with them 
their entire life and will continue to be with them and use them in a mighty and a majestic way. Well, you, you kind of messed me up. I'm done. I love to do the etymology, the origins of names. And, and I, and I knew my name meant something, uh, even when I wanted to become Muslim, uh, and become Carla X to get rid of this Cooper slave, uh, name, even though my family weren't enslaved. <laughs> uh, but you know, I was going Makes through those changes. <laughs> I was going through changes in, in college, waking up, reading the book of the dead and, you know, all of the, uh, nation of Islam. And, and uh, I mean, I, I love it. And, and then understanding the difference between Sunni Muslims and Shia Muslims and the nation of Islam. So I, I was, I guess I was woke back in the eighties before it was even woke. But anyway, um, but I got, I got, uh, I stopped changing my name because I remember, uh, uh, what my grand grandfather said, my paternal grandfather said that, that if you never read anything in the Bible, read the book of Proverbs. And my grandfather was like one of my best friends. Uh, and, uh, he died when I was in the third grade. And so whatever Papa said to do, I did it. And so, as a young kid, I read the book of Proverbs because Papa said to read the book of Proverbs if you want to understand. And I think it was um, Proverbs, the sixth chapter, where it talks about a good name is better than silver or gold, yea, much better than silver or gold. And so I stopped changing my name, and I wanted to live into this name. And, and Carla, with the K, means free woman. <laughs> A warrior, free woman, strong. That's me. Um, and so there you have it. Uh, I don't think I've not lived up to that name. I wish you would. Um, and I'm grateful uh, for that. So, yeah, I just needed to talk about uh, little Ava today and, and all of this climate change that's happening. And, and maybe, just maybe, uh, when we have hurricane-like winds in December in the Midwest. Um, I was in Lincoln, Nebraska, and at the airport, the wind gusts were 91 miles an hour. Um, so I heard, you know, I was in, in Kansas mm -hmm. City, uh, and the and I heard that the, you know, the they, they had shut down the interstates, uh, Interstate 70 to the Colorado border, because mm -hmm. of the hurricane gusting and the wildfires that 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 sparked because of the of the wind and um, in the Midwest now in December you expect the, these tornadic activities in the springtime but you don't expect that in December uh, and to see the destruction in Mayfield Kentucky in Carothersville Missouri Bowling Green Kentucky. And, and and to see how from Monette, Arkansas and Jonesboro, Arkansas, how debris traveled so far. Um, if we don't give pause to understand that this is climate change, or or maybe it's it's a way for us to um respect nature. And and the problem, the tragedy of the candle factory, I wondered why. We get these warnings. I mean, in Kansas City, we knew this, the storms are coming nine days ago because they got this nine-day forecast nine days ago. Um, and so you wonder how serious people take it when it never hits them. 
But it only takes one time, just like it only takes one time to win the lottery. It only takes one time for you to get hit. The warnings were there. And to hear the the survivors of the candle um, factory toppling, to hear them say that they the condition for them to take shelter was either they go take shelter or they will lose their job. And guess what? The whole factory is destroyed. I don't know, Dr. Hayes. Well, I think that's, that's, I guess you could look at it a couple of ways. Uh, I don't know why the threat of unemployment would be there, but at that point in time, there was no, no reason for people to try to leave when uh, there was only minutes, you know, before the storm would come. And so to, to take cover, was probably the the correct um, directive, but sometimes, you know, we feel like we have to threaten people to make them do right. And I think in this day and age, we we found that to be true with this COVID situation. You just don't, you have to mandate, you have to threaten people. Well, if you're going to work here, uh, you're going to have to do this. And uh, it, it's a shame that the trust level is so low that we don't trust uh, those people who have the expertise and that the people in authority do not embrace the truth and deal with people, uh, you know, on a, on a level of integrity. Uh, our society is, is seriously messed up. Um, I hate to say it like that, but we're we're kind of messed up, and it's going to take a lot of healing, a lot of redirection, and some spirit-filled people who are willing to ride it out until the change uh, comes about. And I have no idea how long it will take, but it will not happen overnight. Well, Dr. Hayes, I think it, it stems from, and I have to push back because we get warnings. We get the warnings in plenty of time. That tornado was, was going 80 miles an hour. And, and to see the trajectory of that tornado, I think we have a reprobate attitude. And, and that has been systemic throughout our society. We have a bunch of unprincipled people who are who are doing things that are affecting others and there is no standard there's no standard mm-hmm. that yeah, that you know when I mm-hmm. when I was growing up and my siblings and I we were laughing about this the other day that our mother made us unplug everything as soon as there was a threat if it was a cloud in the sky unplug everything you sit down and be quiet let the lord do his work that's it we couldn't even talk you, you had to have your shoes on, and you had to be still. And that's, my st- that's still my practice today. I don't have no TV on. I don't have to know. I can watch the clouds in the sky and know that I'm going to respect nature because I know at the end of the day, I'm just a piece of dust. From dust so I came, from dust I return. Respect, yeah, respect would be the word. I, I, I like, I like that. 
the choice of words that that we have lost respect for everything and everybody. And um, I say we, I say we as as uh, the human race presently existing in the United States of America. Um, there's so little respect. There's no respect for the institutions, no respect for leadership, no respect for the word of God, no respect for women. It's just all the way down the list that we lack the proper respect for those entities and those individuals uh, with whom we must live and be interdependent upon uh, and I think we've lost sight of our need for each other so therefore we don't respect each other and then we don't respect nature we don't respect creation and so it's almost like every everybody's a liar and uh, people don't believe it and so therefore they don't respond in appropriate ways that reflect respect I agree. It's a bad, bad place to be, but that's where we are. I agree. And, and as you were talking, I thought about the song by the Staple Singers. Listen to this. <laughs> Since we started out in Memphis, we're going to go right to Stax Records. If you disrespect everybody that you're running to, how in the world? Gonna respect you. If you don't respect the man with the Bible in his hand. Hey now, come on, Dr. Hayes. That's it at all. Just get out the way and let the gentleman do his way. Of course, I'd say women too. This is in the 70s. Sure, I remember it. So there you have it. If you don't respect yourself, how in the world is anybody going to give a hoot? Anybody going to respect you? Give a hoot about you. And that's the reflection of the mutuality of the whole thing, you know. If if if, if I respect you, you should respect me. And, and so that's how we learn to live in uh, intention and also in harmony uh, with one another. And nature. We got to be and in nature. harmony with nature. Don't nature. disrespect nature. Heed the warning signs. It's out here. Watch these squirrels getting chunky. It's going to be a bad winter. Respect nature. Watch these birds that are confused. Don't know if it's south or north winds. But listen for nature. Be part of the ecosystem because our bowel rhythms is, is very much a part of this whole atmosphere. We came from the earth, and we will return to the earth. So respect nature. Come on, Dr. Hayes, let's end this thing. All right. And this is, you know, this is, this is who we are, and this is what we must be. We must be in harmony with all of creation. We must be in harmony and love with one another. Otherwise, we will not survive. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm on the Lord's side. So the question remains, who's on the Lord's side? 
Well, I hope I am. I'm just going to try to be as nice and kind as I can be and and do the well, best that, that I can. in the can. right place. And, and, and respect everybody. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right. Put you in the right place. Happy. Thank you, Dr. Cooper. Happy holidays. And hopefully we can squeeze in a podcast before 2020 to do a recap of the year. Until then. It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to have you join in with us today. Remember that everything will be all right. Until we meet again, stay safe and well.